The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to Season 3 of Students of Mind, the podcast that's all about opening up and normalizing discussions about mental health in ways that anyone can comprehend. In the first two seasons, we sat down with mental health experts and survivors to give you a full circle picture of each topic. In this new season, we will continue to explore the world of mental health through the insights of experts, healers, and individuals with lived experience. From alternative healing modalities to living with multiple illnesses, this season we will cover a wide range of topics with the help of a diverse selection of guests. My name is Jade and today we'll be diving into Emotional Freedom Technique or EFT with the help of Teresa Lear Levine and I will be sharing a little experiment that I did with this technique at the end of the episode. I hope by listening to the show, you're able to learn something new and gain some encouragement through hearing our experts and listening to the journeys of our guests. However, this show is not a substitute for professional advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have about your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Students of Mind podcast. Today's guest is Teresa Lear Levine. Teresa is an emotional freedom technique master practitioner and entrepreneur who has worked to help women with different aspects of their mental health for over 25 years. 
After discovering the healing nature of EFT tapping for herself, Teresa began her own journey training to become a master in order to share this modality with others. Using EFT tapping, energy psychology, and visualization, Teresa encourages and empowers other mom entrepreneurs to manage and overcome anxiety and limiting patterns so they can be successful in all areas of life. Welcome, Teresa. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to be here. Of course. I'm really excited for this conversation today. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I recently started using EFT um, on a daily basis, and it's been so helpful. So I'm really excited to get into this today. But before we get into the main topic of discussion, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do? Sure. Well, I'm Teresa Lear-Levine. I am a mom of four, a wife. I live in Maryland, not too far from Washington, D.C., which most people are familiar with that area. And, you know, before I had the four kids, which kind of led to a little bit more overwhelm than than I had um, once I had the four kids, I, I still would have anxiety and things, but it was more manageable because there was less that I had to manage. And I had ADHD. I know I've had that since I was a kid. I was only recently diagnosed in my early 40s, but it was definitely there all along. And once my children kind of outnumbered my hands and I started to get a little bit harder to juggle everything, and also I you know, was working business from my home, things really started to feel like they were piling up on me. Life started to feel like it got a lot more chaotic, and I didn't feel like I was showing up in my life the way that I wanted to. And that's when I knew something needed to change. And I started with things like mindset. And I've always been really into personal development. But there kind of came a point where I felt like, you know, if I if I know this much, I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent woman, and I understand this much, why can't I make it work in my life? And, you know, the whole, like, if you know better, you should be able to do better kind of thing that I would put upon myself. And yet it didn't feel like I was able to do better. And then when I learned about emotional freedom techniques and the way that it regulates the nervous system and helps regulate the emotions and everything else, it was like the missing piece of the puzzle came to me. And all of a sudden, I was able to really find that calm, clear confidence that had been missing in my life and go from like feeling like the mom that was always on edge and like ready to like snap on her kids because I was about ready to lose it to being able to like recenter myself and be grounded, being able to make major advances with my own business and my own confidence in building that business and just really start to become more me, which is why my business ended up being named Becoming More Me, because it was what I wanted most in my life was to become more of the person I felt I was here in this human life to be, and also to help other people to do the same thing. Wow, that's such a beautiful story. I, I, I love that uh, you kind of came into this work to as, as a way to help yourself. That's, that's really beautiful. Yeah. So yeah, let's let's get into it. So can you tell us, you know, what is the emotional freedom technique um, and who created it and how does it work? 
Yeah. Well, I'm, first of all, I'm so excited to hear that you're actually using this on a regular basis. And I, I want to hear more yeah. about that. But emotional freedom techniques are created by Gary Craig. And it's kind of a culmination of work because originally Roger Callahan had developed um, TFT, thought field therapy. And he kind of engineered a lot of the stuff that ended up being changed a little bit by Gary Craig and released as what we know now as emotional freedom techniques. Um, a lot of people know it as tapping also. It's kind of a more common way, EFT, tapping, emotional freedom techniques. It's all the same thing. But you know, back when Roger Callahan was doing his work, it would be this algorithm of things that people would do to resolve a problem they were having. So let's say he was working with someone who was afraid to go swimming or had a phobia or something like that. He would come up with a way for them to kind of talk about it or focus on it while also tapping on these different meridian endpoints in the body. So if you've ever had like acupressure, acupuncture or something like that, um, even a good deep tissue massage, that's all accessing your meridian points to release physical stress, which sometimes unknowingly also releases emotional stress. But when you combine modern psychology and the tapping on these different meridian endpoints, you can literally release energetic blockages, which might not seem like a big deal because most people are like, what's an energetic blockage anyway? But when we don't process something the normal way that people do who don't have pain in their lives, we end up with an energetic blockage. It's essentially the basis of any dis-ease in our body, whether it is physical or emotional. So when we can release these blockages, we can feel better. And EFT has been scientifically proven to be able to work as effectively on emotional things as physical things, as well as really effectively on like the past. I use it a lot with my clients for trauma or bothersome memories or things that have happened in their past that are still showing up in their present or that are robbing their energy from their present because they're leaking it back to their past. And you can also use it on things that are happening right now. And you can use it on things like anxiety and worry, which are future-paced. You know, those are things that may never actually happen, but they're also robbing you of your full power in the present moment. So it's a beautiful, beautiful technique to get present, which I, I don't know about you. I can tell we're, we're somewhat different generations here, but at least for my generation, I would imagine for yours too, like being present is hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my generation, I feel like that is very true with... Uh, we use technology um, in in a way that keeps us from being being present. So yeah, I I agree. We do do struggle with that. Yeah. So I mean, we're all kind of hoping for that that calm, that clear, that confidence. Right. And instead, most of us are living in chaos and cortisol spikes and confusion. And EFT really allows you to switch that because as you're tapping those points and as you're using the modern psychology to address the negative, which I also love because in this day and age, everybody wants you to just be better, you know, hey, just get positive, like, let it go, move on. Can't we just be happy? And sometimes we can't and we don't want to and we have stuff that needs to be released. And this is a beautiful way to do it. You get to actually acknowledge the negative, have it out with it. And then you really do get to feel good instead of trying to fake it till you make it, which just is a lot of resistance and doesn't really work anyway or last. So we get to acknowledge the negative and then we get to go right to the amygdala. 
So with talk therapy, usually you're kind of hanging out in the frontal lobes and you can make progress. Talk therapy is amazing. Um, but a lot of times you end up coming up against the same issues over and over again. I don't know how many times I have clients come to me and they're like, well, I've been, you know, talking to therapists, whether it's the same therapist or 10 different therapists for the last decade, and I just can't get anywhere with this. I'm like, but have you regulated your nervous system in conjunction with your talk therapy? Oh, no, I haven't thought about doing that. So I'm like, well, then just give it a try because it's like magic when you've been struggling for that long with something and you haven't seen any progress. So when you get right to the amygdala, that's the part of our brain that's all about fight or flight. And that used to serve us really well in like prehistoric times and stuff when like we really needed that instinct to be able to save our lives on a daily basis because we lived in the wild and we had to hunt and we had and we were hunted sometimes and everything else but now like our fight or flight stuff is triggered by, you know, a roommate that bothers us or the coworker in the cubicle next to us or our parents pressure on us for different things or whatever it might be, depending on what stage of life you're in. But it's no different than if you were being chased down by a saber toothed lion, as far as the way your body and your brain and your hormones are responding to that stress. So when you can actually kind of turn off that fight or flight response and release the emotions and feel better, like being able to lower those stress hormones gives you room for the positive hormones like oxytocin to be able to have room because one cannot be up when the other is down and vice versa. And being able to lower your cortisol alone is an amazing benefit of EFT. And you can lower it up to like 43% in less than 10 minutes of tapping. So yeah, it's insane. Um, it's just such such major progress that can be made with it. Yeah, that that is amazing. And I, I do love the part of EFT that like acknowledges the struggle and the challenge that you're that you're facing and acknowledges like I I use it for anxiety. I have really severe anxiety and one of the phrases is like it's okay that I'm overwhelmed right now or like it's okay that right now I'm feeling this way and I feel like that's very that's different than a lot of other healing modalities where you're kind of just trying to fix the thing <laughs> and this is like acknowledging right. it letting you sit with it and then you know moving forward with how to uh kind of shift that energy um so yeah i love right. it EFT is all about love acceptance and forgiveness and so when you're addressing something like anxiety you know maybe you're setting it up in a way that says something like even though i feel so anxious or i feel so unsafe in my body right now i choose to love and accept myself anyway and from there, you get to move into the way it feels. You can address the negative things like, oh, I feel so tight in my chest, or I feel like I can't breathe, or I just really don't want to leave my house today, or whatever it is that anxiety shows up like for you, and let all those things out. And then, you know, towards the end of a tapping round, which is a round is when we actually go through all the different meridian points, the eight main ones, like three times usually. As you get to the end of that, and you're going that third time through, then you kind of kind of start looking for the light if you if you feel genuinely compelled to reach for it. And that's when you can think, oh, you know, maybe it's safe that I feel this way. Maybe it's all right that I feel this way. I'm open to the idea that I don't always have to feel this way. And it's safe for me to release this now. And you can kind of feel into what feels good 
as a next step for you? What maybe takes you up the emotional scale a little bit and closer to a feeling of actual emotional freedom? That's so beautiful. So can we talk about uh, like EFT and, and, and people who live with mental illness? Um, what are the ways that this technique can help people living with things like anxiety, depression, or other mental illnesses? Yeah, I mean, like I said, there's really nothing that you can't treat with EFT in a very effective and very powerful way. So when you're thinking about, you know, an emotional scale where, you know, at the bottom of it, you're feeling really hopeless and at the top of it, you're feeling very free. And in between you have everything from, you know, um, depression to anger or rage. And um, you start to get better and better as you get up the scale. But with EFT, you can kind of, it's like peeling an onion. So from wherever you start on the emotional scale, you can find a way to bring yourself up a little bit more. And it works whether you believe it or not also, which I think is really important. But it's also important that if you're going to use it, that you you want to be using it. Um, you know, it's very hard to to make great progress with something if you're not willing to use it regularly. And I think with something like anxiety or depression or whatever other mental health issues you're up against, this is something you'd want to use on a regular basis. Because there's what I like to call like a Band-Aid application for EFT. And then there's more of like a deep wound clean out version. So, you know, maybe if you're having anxiety about something that's getting ready to happen, then that's when you use it like a Band-Aid. You know, you're feeling super anxious, maybe like on a scale of zero to 10, you're at an eight, a nine, a 10, and you know you need to do something because you just really can't handle the way that you're feeling. Then you do EFT and you bring it down a little bit. Maybe you bring it down to a five, maybe you get it down to a zero. I mean, that's the ultimate is getting it down so that it's gone. And you go and you do whatever the thing is. But with that kind of an application, normally, if that same sort of thing comes up again for you, you're going to have the same kind of anxious reaction and you're going to need to, again, apply the Band-Aid and move forward. But it'll probably be a little bit easier. It won't be gone but because you, you haven't actually gone in and taken care of the wound itself. So the beauty of EFT is that when you get to the root cause, the reason that you become anxious in the first place, then you don't have to face those spikes of it in the future. It's just not going to be a problem. But that can take the help of a, you know, like a master EFT practitioner like myself or someone else to work with you because so often it's really hard to see what's right in front of our face with that kind of stuff. And it's also hard to dig around in our own past or our own traumatic things without re-traumatizing ourselves. And EFT is really gentle. It's actually, it's not re-traumatizing at all. It's probably the gentlest technique out there to deal with things that are very traumatic, um, things like PTSD and things like that in a very gentle and effective way. But that's not something that the person who needs it most is trained to do necessarily. Yeah, I would agree that it's very, very gentle. And I feel like that that's another thing that separates it from other modalities is that it's so gentle and it, it, it doesn't require that you go into something traumatic to process. So you talked a little bit about, you know, what led to you becoming a practitioner, but can you talk more about the journey of like discovering EFT and using it yourself and then, you know, like training to become a master at it? 
So it was right before the pandemic that I rediscovered EFT. EFT has been around since the 90s. And it was one of those things that kind of kept tapping me on the shoulder along the way. And I kept saying, no, I don't need this. Or this isn't for me because I would see it used for like war veterans. And I was like, I don't have trauma like that. Or I would see it used with, you know, NFL stars or Olympic athletes. And I'm like, I'm not really aspiring quite like that. So I was comparing and not seeing that this literally could help me with every single one of my own challenges too. So in early 2020, it kind of tapped me on the shoulder again in the form of a workshop that was given at a retreat I was on with a bunch of my my other coach friends. And at the time, I'm pretty sure I had come down with COVID, but we didn't know it as that yet. So I was like, man, I just feel awful. And I had never got sick. Like I think for like seven years, I never even had like the flu or like a bad cold or anything else. I was like, what on earth is this? And it hit me as I was already on my way to the retreat. So I was already traveling there. And otherwise I would have just stayed home. But I was like, I'll just get some, you know, some over-the-counter cold medicine. I'll be good. I'll pull it together. And but I felt awful. Like I just wanted to like crawl under the sheets and stay in my bedroom at the retreat all weekend. But I, I was like, I'm gonna go to these things. I'm gonna be here with these girls. I wanna, I wanna take part in everything. And so I went to this EFT workshop and like I'm just struggling to breathe and stay awake. And we're working on anxiety, basically. Um, that's she came to present on how to use it for basic, you know, feelings of anxiety and things. So I was like, okay, I've got plenty of that in my life, and I could definitely use to, you know, have some better coping mechanisms for it. So let me try this. And I'd kind of like taken my assessment at the beginning to figure out like how anxious I was feeling, and I'm doing the tapping with the group all together. And group tapping is really cool, um, but also it can sometimes be more general than one needs it to be to be like really good for them. But I was still noticing such a shift. But what I was also noticing as I was tapping was one of the coolest things I think about EFT, and that's this thing called. Called borrowed benefits. So as my anxiety is going down, I'm also noticing that my energy, like I'm not as tired, it's going up. And I'm noticing that I'm breathing easier, like I actually felt better than I had felt all day. Um, just in that time, I was like, whoa, like, there is something to this. And it's also one of my reasons why I love it as a practitioner as well, because I can work with people on like really heavy stuff. And I can, you know, help a bunch of people in a day. And still at the end of the day, I feel good. I get borrowed benefits because I, without even addressing specifically the things that are bothering me, am unblocking my own energy and the, the different problems that I'm having just because I'm tapping along with somebody else. So it really is a powerful technique. And you know, a lot of a lot of therapists and counselors and things out there are burnt out right now because they don't use techniques that restore their own health and um, resiliency. And this is kind of, it's like my insurance against that happening while I'm helping people. So I had that experience at the retreat and I came home from that retreat. Um, you know, I already had my four kids at that point. Um, my youngest was, he was like two or three at that time. And life was really busy, really chaotic. And I remember sitting on the couch with my husband when I got home um, and maybe the kids were in bed. I don't know. It was just the two of us somehow. That doesn't happen very often when you have four kids, but I only remember the two of us in this conversation. So maybe they were in bed. And I remember telling him like, I did this thing at this retreat and it was insane. And I want to learn everything there is to know about it. And I, you know, I found out where I want to get certified and I really want to sign up. And like, is this crazy? And I just remember him kind of like handing the bank card over and being like, just 
sign up. It's on me. You're obviously like, you obviously want to do this. And he, I guess he knows I'm stubborn and there's really no stopping me when I want to do something. So like a day or so later, I got signed up and I committed to master level certification before I even completed my level one and um, decided I was going to take it all the way through. And I completed all of it in less than six months, which my instructor was even like, nobody's ever completed it that fast. But I just, I was hungry for it. I wanted it. I was using it to, you know, apply to different things in my own life every single day. And I just couldn't wait to like have the permission to help other people with it. That's really cool. Before EFT, had you been on a journey of like trying other modalities to help with these things? Yeah, I had already implemented meditation, but I also felt like I sucked at it. So I think with the ADHD and everything else, I just constantly felt like it's not working. And, you know, so I also became a law of attraction practitioner too, because I, I could feel all these different resistances in my life. And I knew I needed to align in a different way vibrationally and understand what that was all about and help other people to do that too. So I, I would, would do meditation. I already had a very solid exercise routine. I was like a nutrition, health and fitness coach for a number of years. And that was another thing that led me to EFT and wanting to help people on a different level because it got to the point where my clients there, the ones that weren't getting results, it wasn't because, you know, the meal plans or the exercise didn't work. It was because they didn't want to heal on a deeper level that would actually allow them to release the weight or transform their body or get stronger or whatever else. There was energetic blockages there and they were not open to the idea of that. So I knew I needed to shift the people I was working with um, because my own consciousness had elevated beyond just, you know, eat right and work out um, and uh, begin working with, with a new group of people. So yeah, I, I would exercise, I would meditate. I was always, you know, trying, you know, different things, either with diet or supplements or just trying to understand my own thoughts better. Like I said, I was a personal development junkie. I've probably read an excess of 350 different personal development books and just always trying to learn, you know, whether it was, you know, from like Mel Robbins and the five second rule or, you know, whoever was, you know, preaching whatever was working for them. I would always take little nuggets and incorporate what felt right to me into my own life. And the cool part is that I get to give back that kind of soup I've created the best of the best that's worked for me now when I work with other people, because, you know, I, I've, some things worked, some things didn't. And I guess that's the way it is with everything. But one thing I've found is that EFT works for everybody. That's great. So before we end, do you mind leading us through a short session of EFT? Sure. If you think that would be helpful, I'd be happy yeah. to do that. What would you like to work on? I would say right now I am very stressed. <laughs> okay. Tell me about that stress. The stress is mostly around financial things and um, I'm working on developing my business. So uh, all of the things that go into monetizing something from scratch is what I'm really stressed about. Okay. Why are you stressed about it? Do you believe it won't happen? Are you anxious about it? What kind of feelings are you having that you think it's somehow not working or it's stressful? I think I am putting, I, I feel like I'm running out of time. Um, so so I, I'm putting pressure on myself because I feel like I should have gotten this done sooner. 
And when you feel this stress, do you feel it anywhere in your body in particular? Yeah, I feel it in my chest and my throat. And how do you show up for your business when you're feeling that kind of stress? Mm. How do I show up for my business? I usually take a step back to um, regulate my nervous system um, because I know that if I don't, the work won't get done in the way that it should. Um, so breaks, breaks have been my thing. What are these shoulds that you put on yourself? Um, like how should it get done? Oh, it feels like it should be getting done faster. Um, I should be doing more. Um, you know, I should be more, ha- have made more progress in my business. Yeah. Right. Do you struggle with perfectionism or anything like that? Like, does it need to be yes. perfect? Should perfect. it be perfect? Yes. All right. All right. So like higher quality. It should mm-hmm. be perfect. Yeah. Cool. Great stuff to work with. So when you think about all of this business stress, and you think about a scale of zero to 10 with 10 being the most stressed out and zero being like, I'm cool. It's all going to unfold in its own time. And it's great. Where are you on that scale? Um, I would say an eight. Okay. I'm going to write that down for you because sometimes we just forget how powerful we are and how much we shift <laughs> during something like this. And then we like to go, oh, I guess it wasn't that bad anyway. So I've written down the number and I encourage anyone listening that's doing this with us Think about your own stress. It might not be business development stress. It might be a totally different kind of stress. Think about it in the same way that I just kind of asked these questions of Jade and write down your own number. And what we're going to do is we're going to start tapping on the side of our hand. We call this the karate chop point. And you can use one hand to tap on the side of the other hand. And we're going to go through other points as we tap too. I will try to announce them for those people that are doing audio, but sometimes I forget. (laughs) Head on over to the video (laughs) version. If you actually want to see this, it's a lot easier to do it along with the video. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have Jade just repeat after me, and we're going to see if we can shift her energy and maybe remove some of these blockages that she has around the anxiety. So starting on the side of the hand, just tapping it lightly with the other hand. Even though I feel so much anxiety right now. Even though I feel so much anxiety right now. I am putting so much pressure on myself. I am putting so much pressure on myself. I want to love and accept myself anyway. I want to love and accept myself anyway. Even though I feel this anxiety. Even though I feel this anxiety. And this overwhelm. And this overwhelm. About all the things I don't feel like are happening in my business right now. About all the things I don't feel like are happening in my business right now. I love, accept, and forgive myself. I love, accept, and forgive myself. Even though I feel like I'm running out of time. Even though I feel like I'm running out of time. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. I deeply and completely love and accept myself. Now we're going to start moving through the other eight points, beginning with the top of the head. So you can just use one hand and tap on the top of your head, and we're going to keep doing the follow the leader and repeat after me. 
all this anxiety. All this anxiety. And we're going to move to the eyebrow, right where the hair on your eyebrow starts near your nose. I feel it in my chest. I feel it in my chest. And we're going to move to the side of the eye. All these things I feel like I should be doing for my business. All these things I feel like I should be doing for my business. Moved under the eye. I feel like I'm falling behind. I feel like I'm falling behind. And I'm putting so much pressure on myself. And I'm putting so much pressure on myself. Under the nose. I really want to monetize my business better. I really want to monetize my business better. Under the mouth. And I feel like I should already be and there. I feel like I should already be there. Wherever there is. Wherever there is. I just know I'm not there now. I just know I'm not there now. Collarbone is the next point, which is actually under the actual collarbone, kind of upper chest. I really feel like I need to take a step I back. I really feel like I need to take a step back. But everything's telling me I'm missing taking steps but forward. But everything's telling me I'm missing taking steps forward. Under the arm. This is pretty much for women, right? Where like a bra strap would wrap around your body underneath, under your arm. And I just can't even breathe. And I just can't even breathe. I can't get a deep breath. I can't get a deep breath. Because I feel so anxious about all of because this. Because I feel so anxious about all of this. Now we're going to go through those same points again from the top of the head to under the arm. So I'm probably not going to announce them this time. I just feel like I'm running out of time. I just feel like I'm running out of time. I should be producing more. I should more. be producing more. I should be making more progress. I should be making more progress. I should be perfect at this. I now. should be perfect at this by now. All these shoulds are making me anxious. All these shoulds are making me anxious. And I really want to stop shoulding on myself. And I really want to stop shoulding on myself. Because it doesn't feel good. it doesn't feel good. And when my focus is on all the things I think I and should do. And when my do, focus is on all the things I think I should do. I'm usually not doing I'm usually not doing any of them. What if it was okay to be where I am? What if it was okay to be where I am? Now we're going back up to the head again one more time. What if I'm right where I'm supposed to be? What if I'm right where I'm supposed to be? And all of the efforts I'm already making And are all of the efforts I'm already making are enough. I'm open to the idea. I'm open to the idea. That time isn't the enemy. That time isn't the enemy here. 
maybe my expectations of myself. Maybe are. my expectations of myself are. I remember when I started this business. I remember when I started this business. And everything happened with ease because I was enjoying and it. Everything so happened with ease because I was enjoying it so much. And then I made goals. And I then made I goals. made goals. Not that goals are bad. Goals are bad. But I've been comparing myself to from where I am now to where I want to be. I've been comparing myself from where I am now to where I want to be. And all I'm focused on right now is the lack. And that all I'm focused on right now is the lack. The difference in the two things. The difference in the two things. What if I could just lean into enjoying the steps I'm taking? What if I could just lean into enjoying the steps I'm taking? Knowing that they're going to get me where I want to go anyway. Knowing that they're going to get me where I want to go anyway. Knowing that the self-imposed pressure... Knowing that the self-imposed pressure... Doesn't serve me. Doesn't serve me. And that it's literally all coming from me. And that it's literally all coming from me. And I can choose to release it. And I can choose to release it. Under the arm. And in doing that, I can create the happy, healthy business I want to have. And in doing that, I can create the happy, healthy business I want to have. Take a nice deep breath in through your nose. Exhale out through your mouth. Feel yourself in your body. Sit and know that you're sitting. And then let me know what came up for you as we tapped through that. Hmm. I, uh, oh my goodness, I just really resonated with every phrase that you said. I think, yeah, just like the feeling of being held and being reassured that it's okay to be where I am, that, that's, that's really, yeah. really helpful for me. Um, and just hearing someone acknowledge and reflect that back to me makes me feel (laughs) a lot less like I'm crazy. Um, yeah, seen, very seen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the only place that we have any power is in the present moment. So when we're trying to get to another place, the most important thing is to enjoy where we are to appreciate what we've already created and to put our energy and our focus on that. Because what we appreciate and have gratitude for, we create more of. So, you know, you don't want to produce a business where it's all hustle and grind and should, 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 and push, push, push. It's just going to create resistance. And I can tell you have a desire to help people and to have a happy, healthy business that feels good. It can only happen if it feels good right now, because right now is all you're ever going to have. You never get to that tomorrow place. It's always the here. So it's about making the here and now just wonderful and delicious and beautiful and appreciated so that it can continue that way and that you can attract more. Mm. Yes. Thank you for that.
Oh, you're welcome. Where do you feel like you are on that scale of zero to 10 now about your anxiety about the business development? Um, I would say in this moment at like a six, a five or six. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a good shift for a few yeah. minutes of work. So, and as you know, if you're already practicing EFT, here's what I would do. And for anybody else that's doing it, and yourself included, like when we, we get done here, what you would think of now with that six or that five, wherever it is that you're landing, which can change from minute to minute, go, okay, well, what's that made up of? What's this five or six? What's left? And then that's the next thing that you would implement the technique to work on. So depending on what those, what your consciousness wants to tell you about what's still left for you, then you work on that next. And that is how you eventually get down to zero and there's nothing left. It's just very cool and love, which is all you are anyway. Great. Thank you. I think that'll be really, I, I love how you gave some steps for to, like some action steps to take after. I think that'll be really helpful for people too. Um, so before we close out, I have one last question. This season, uh, I'm asking everyone this question because I want to put an emphasis on self-care. Um, I took a period at the beginning of the year where I really needed to hunker down and focus on self-care, and it was life-changing for me. Um, so my question for you is, what is one thing you do each day to maintain mental wellness? Um, gosh, there's so many things. But I would say the thing I'm most consistent with that I feel really makes a huge impact for me is exercise. You know, I, I meditate every day too. I do a lot of things every day to just really fortify myself. But the one I notice the most when I don't do it is exercise. That just really regulates yeah. me. Yeah, I I can agree with that. Okay, great. So before we close out, uh, can you give my audience and I some ways that we can stay up to date um, or in touch with you and the work that you're doing? Absolutely. And thank you for asking. The easiest way is just to go to my website. It's TeresaLearLevine.com. And hopefully you can put that in the show notes. My name is with an H. And from there, you can find my podcast. I'm the host of the Becoming More Me podcast. You can find you know ways to tap along with me and videos that you can watch. You can find ways to work with me if you're interested in you know going further. And lots of information about emotional freedom techniques and other modalities that I employ and teach about. Great. Thank you so, so much for being here today. I'm so excited we got to do this. And I think it's going to help a lot of people so thank you thank you jane thank you for everything that you're doing and i wish you the best of luck as you develop your business i know it's all going to unfold beautifully and it will be perfectly aligned and right on time thank you so much
Hey there, uh, it's your host, Jade here, um, and I wanted to come on to the second half of this episode and share about a little experiment that I did with EFT um, for about a week after I had the discussion with Teresa. So as I've talked about a little bit on this show, um, I struggle with really severe anxiety. For me, it shows up very physically. So like, I get like tingling hands and feet, like a racing heart, um, this like internal shakiness feeling. Um, and it can be really disruptive and distracting and scary sometimes um and it's something that I have to manage on a daily hourly basis um so I'm always looking for tools and and things that I can do to help uh regulate my nervous system and bring myself down from a heightened anxiety state so I had heard about EFT um, emotional freedom technique, like, years, years ago. Um, my grandfather is actually a therapist, and he told me about this technique, and I I also learned about it when I was, uh, hospitalized for my eating disorder when I was younger. Um, but being honest, I was like, that's not gonna work for me. Um, like really blew it off like didn't even take it seriously like when I was in the hospital and they were teaching it um I just thought it was like another one of those things that people say can do something to help you with anxiety but it doesn't actually work um so I was very cynical (laughs) about it when I first heard about it and I think for me, it, it was hard to see something that looked so simple and hear that it was helping people with things like anxiety. It was just hard for me to believe that it actually worked. I don't know. <laughs> um, so yeah, I've known about this technique for a long time, but never really took the time to like sit down and try it and apply it and and be consistent with it so when I started working on this episode and watching a bunch of videos of people using the technique and talking about how it helps them I was like wow this seems like something that could be really beneficial for me um so what I decided to do was to take a week and implement the technique just for a week um and after the end of that week like see how I feel um how it went um and if it was helpful at all with my anxiety um so I recorded um each time that I practiced the technique for the week that I did this little experiment and posted those uh videos on TikTok uh, talking about this little experiment that I did, um, because I wanted to, like, document it and, like, show what it looked like, um, because, like, and I'll get into this, like, 
filming myself doing this allowed me to see like how my body would physically get relaxed when I practice this technique. So I guess you may be wondering like, did it help? Is this something that was helpful for my anxiety? Um, And I will say that on some days throughout this week that I tried this, yes, it was. It was like the thing that I did during the day that brought me down from like feeling like my body was buzzing with anxiety. Um, Some days it helped more than other days, Um, but I can see that if I continue to do it um, every single day consistently um, for a while, I can see that it would probably start to be more effective and like more consistently help my anxiety, if that makes sense. So with EFT, um, a lot of practitioners would tell, will tell you to like write down or just think in your mind of where you're feeling a feeling on a scale of one to 10. And so since I was focused on anxiety, I would always check in at the beginning of the tapping sessions I would check in with myself to see where my anxiety was on a scale of 1 to 10. And so I wrote it down, like I wrote all this down. So there there were days where my anxiety was at on the higher end of the scale, so like 8 and 9. And on those days when I would do the tapping meditations, it would bring my anxiety down about 2 points. Um, two to three points so I would go from like a nine to a seven or a six and honestly like for me only doing this for one week and like kind of just starting this technique I thought that was pretty significant that it brought down my anxiety three points Um, And then even more significantly, when I would sit down to do these tapping meditations in a calm state, um, like I would be at an anxiety level at like a, a, a six or a five out of 10, it would bring me down to like a three or a two out of 10. Like I would be really, really relaxed afterwards, like to the point where I felt like I could potentially take a nap after doing the meditation um so was it helpful yes it was (laughs) and I think it's something that I'm gonna continue to explore um I think for me the combination of like repeating affirmations and the somatic piece of like hitting those acupressure points is like I don't know, like a golden combination for me because my anxiety shows up so much in my body and my thoughts around my anxiety are so solidified. Like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, I feel like the way that I think about anxiety is very, like, ingrained in my brain and the affirmations and the repetitive nature of these affirmations like 
helps target those like deep rooted thoughts I have about anything. Um, yeah, I hope that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I wanted to come and share my experience with this because again, like I, this technique can feel very like woo woo and like kind of far-fetched and like does it actually work and for me it it helped a little bit it shifted some anxiety in periods when I needed it to be shifted um so yeah I hope that I don't know this helps you get a better idea about EFT and if it's something that you would want to try um it's something I'm going to be continuing to explore uh, in my own mental health journey. So I'm excited about that. And I'm excited to see if you guys try it um, and, you know, what you guys thought about this episode. So thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Students of Mind. I'd like to thank Teresa again for taking the time to come on the show and share so much insight. I really enjoyed this conversation and it inspired me to make adjustments to my self-care routines. So thank you, Teresa. If you would like to follow her, all of her links will be in the description of this episode and on the episode webpage. As always, if you'd like to stay up to date with myself and the rest of the Students of Mind team, our links will be in the description as well. If you have a moment, please leave a rating and review for this podcast by scrolling down to the bottom of the show page on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or using an app like Good Pods or Podchaser. Ratings and reviews allow this show and all the information in it to reach more ears. If you haven't already, go to facebook.com slash studentsofmindchats to join the community of people passionate about mental health that I am building. Thank you so much again for listening. I hope you learned something new or resonated with something you heard today, and I will see you next episode. Do you want to deepen your connection to the divine, speed up your progress on the spiritual path, then tune in to the Spirit Matters podcast. I'm the host, Philip Goldberg and I interview experts with wisdom, insight, and practical guidance for every seeker of truth. Spirit Matters on the mindbodyspirit.fm network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.